ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the most famous words in motorsports with your host, Lugs and the Gas Man. Ladies and gentlemen, start your podcast. Hey folks, welcome back to another week of Wrecking and Racing. I am your host, the Gas Man, with my co-host, who's a little more tan than he was. <laughs> That's true. Lug's coming in hot here. <laughs> yeah, red. Red, <laughs> red hot. hot. Yeah. yeah, your yeah. whole skin is red. Yeah. So is mine. I, yeah. can't, I, I can't really make fun of you, because I'm probably actually worse than you are. <laughs> we, we got a little too much sun. Yeah, it was hot as freaking balls down in Charlotte. Yeah. It was bad. Specifically Saturday. You know, I could deal Saturday with it. Saturday was rough. We could deal with it most of the days, and I feel like we were pretty proactive. We stay hydrated and had the sunscreen on, but... I don't think I had a beer until until Monday. Yeah. I think because of how hot we were. I, well, I mean, we had a couple beers that night, like on our way back to the hotel, but at a Dinner restaurant, and not stuff. while we were yeah. driving back yeah. to the hotel. <laughs> Let me clarify. But, uh, I mean, at, at the race itself, I didn't have a beer at all. Yeah. It was that hot, yeah. It was. So we drink water. The problem is water was five dollars a a <laughs> bottle. Yeah, and we, we flew, so we didn't have a cooler or anything. And yeah, we're both too cheap to buy a, buy exactly. one. So. <laughs> Although we probably spent just as much. We we buying yes, them at the track when yes. I mean, we could have just bought one of those styrofoam things and yep. threw it away at the yep. end of the weekend. But anyways, it was, hind- it was hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yeah, it was definitely an awesome time, uh, folks. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for. You know, hitting that subscribe button. If you have not, please do that for us. Rate us. Tell us how awesome we are. Um, if we're not awesome, send us an email. Don't rate us. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. So tell, we get the... tell us how we can be awesome. Yeah, your, absolutely. Yeah, we're, you know, we're always looking for ways to improve. So don't ever hesitate to let us know. Because, uh, I mean, this this podcast is here for you folks, not just us, for you. To bring pleasure to your ears. So this week, so Lugs and I kind of talking about, yeah, that's as far as getting to Lugs, yes. <laughs> Thanks for being a little bit more proactive than I and then go ahead and getting your festivities on. Uh, but we kind of been talking about, and, and you guys have heard it, obviously, in every week we talk about sponsorship. This sport relies on sponsorships. So we really want to take the time to discuss the importance of sponsorships each week. I mean, we basically do. We start off every show with either a monster, usually it's a bush or bush light, a monster. Day and here recently it's been some uh, Natter days. We had a body armor last week. So we're always trying to push sponsorships on the show. Well, we're going to be trying out some products soon, and then we'll report on the show how they are, who is a NASCAR sponsor. Cool. Yeah, so we'll get more than that probably here in a little bit. But something else I want to discuss about sponsorship logs. This probably is news to you. Uh, you probably haven't seen this yet. Uh, but have you heard anything or seen anything about what Mike Joy has been saying? Uh, yeah, today? I was reading the comments. You were? Okay. Okay, did you see the comments that we made? And I say we because you're attached to it, if you like it or not. I mean, I read Based what, on my comments. Yeah, yeah, I read what you posted. Okay. But there was a lot of other, not saying yours was demoralizing or negative or anything like that because i thought it was i try to stay positive i want to try and be a dick it was pointing making a point while being respectful whereas some of the other people were just straight attacking mike joy yeah so essentially mike joy started talking about the someone brought up the ticker on during the race was like blocking like the coca-cola racing drivers tickers blocking like the actual ticker or something uh, on the screen. So Mike Joy went on talking about how Coca-Cola is a paid sponsor, therefore they should get the TV time, and that the other sponsors that are on the cars are getting free advertisement. Mm-hmm. I, that really rubbed me wrong. I really disagree with what Mike Joy says, and it really rubbed me wrong. So I feel like, you know, we dealt with the whole thing with Rob Kaufman a year ago, demoralizing the smaller teams, essentially. I kind of feel like that's almost what Mike Joy was doing in a different aspect, but still was kind of taken away from the smaller teams. I mean, you we should be glorifying every sponsor we can bring into the sport. Yeah, and I kind of, like, reading through the comments, I, I don't think he meant to open up the can of worms that he did. But I he didn't stop, though. 
then he, he tries to come back and justify it more. And it's just, dude, stop. That's yeah. why That's why my reply was, why even reply? Why, why would you even open that camera? Right, board? right. Well, there's one particular guy on there that was just straight attacking him. Oh, like he was. F-bombs yeah, and calling time. him names. And he, Mike Joy replied, and he's like, dude, you're literally one tweet away from being blocked. And then you saw all these other people, like Adam Stern, I want to say Jay Ski, Dave Moody, like a whole bunch Nick of people. Nick Bromberg had a whole article about it. Well, the, no, these people no. were saying, we've already blocked this guy. He's nothing oh, but a troll. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't see that. So, but no, I get your point. Like, first off, think about think about everybody, right? Not not just the people that are sponsored by Coke. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't, he should have put a little more thought into that before he posted it. Him saying the free advertising, free advertising. Well, man, these these... Okay, for one, these teams are struggling to get a sponsorship regardless. Yeah. So and then you start attacking the sponsor by basically free. And he's talking about living off the, the, the you know, getting the milk for free, you know, living off the tit and stuff like that. I mean, he's like hashtagging, mm-hmm. you know, getting the milk for free, you know, stuff like that. So he's kind of being a smart ass himself. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he deserves some of what he got. You know, obviously more professional than that one guy was F you, F this, F that, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know. Uh but definitely I I I I'm gonna be blunt, okay. Gas man being blunt, shocking. Cover, cover your ears, folks. I'm not going to cuss. I don't think. If I do, I apologize. I'm, it comes out a lot without me even thinking about it. But uh, essentially, the every week I see something else that Mike Joy writes, mm-hmm. and it, it I lose respect for him every single week. He keeps opening his mouth. And he looks like a fool. Well, there was quite a few people attacking him, saying that he and Fox particularly have run their course and they need to get out of there you know dw annoyed me from the whole boogie boogie thing where i just got i liked him in the beginning it just wears on you over time yeah mike joy's the same way i really rather have daryl walter upon every day over mike joy oh my god yeah exactly just mike joy i have no respect for the guy the more i see him on twitter the way he responds to people because he is he doesn't cuss. I give him that, but he is very much a smartass. Oh yeah, he's a, he's a huge smartass uh, to people. Okay, one is everybody knows Twitter's full of trolls. Don't yeah. be a troll yourself. Yeah, just let it go, dude. Don't have to reply to all this crap. Right? Why do you? Right. Stop. Stop it. Right. You do you. Post what you want, but you know, got to engage in the warfare. Stop it, man. Just stop it. Anyway, we should be praising these sponsors, and that's what we do on this show. We are the show for the little people and little teams because we are the little people, not size-wise. I'm not anyway, but you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. So, you know, we talked many times on the show about the smaller teams. I I came in and kind of always making fun of them and stuff, and then I start to dive more into this podcast and talking to these people I am a huge proponent. Not so much make fan fun of them, but just... I didn't respect him. I didn't just, respect him. I didn't. Yeah, didn't disrespect him, but we just weren't educated, right? Right. Yeah. Now, so a part of this podcast has really opened our eyes. So let's talk about this week, for example. And again, fans, thank you for listening. If you're listening this far into the show, it's like six minutes in. I'm hoping you're still listening. <laughs> but like, we, we were in Charlotte this weekend, if you did not know that. And we were spending times in the pits. We... Let's let's talk about some of the observations we made. Dedication. What did you see that really blew your mind when it came to dedication with these smaller teams? Uh, they worked harder than some of the <laughs> Dude, they worked so hard. Yeah. With so, like half the resources, half the manpower, like it was crazy. So let's talk about, you know, you know, we always we talk about Vinny Miller on the show because Vinny's been on the show a couple times. Mm-hmm. BJ McLeod's people have been on the show. Uh, I, and I really respect BJ McLeod having four teams, etc. But one thing that really blew my mind, I was not expecting to see Vinny's teammates, Matt Mills. Mm-hmm. So you may know where I'm going with this because we're both like, what the hell when this happened? So Vinny comes in the pits, right? What happens? Yeah, yeah. Very next lap, Matt comes in the pits, and who services Matt's car? Same pit crew. Same pit crew. Literally, the pit crew does back to back stops. Yeah, yeah. No, and, not hardly any other team does that. These small teams make it work with what they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you could tell, like, they were already fatigued after the first pit stop. Dude, they're wearing all these clothes. It was and, 98 degrees. Yeah, and then they had to turn around and do it 
all over again. 90, it was like, it's seriously, 98 degrees yeah. where, you know, you pin all that stuff on. Right. They, they're probably 120 degrees wearing yeah. all that stuff. And they did back-to-back pit stops. And, you know, not only that, but, like, they were moving equipment, too. So they had to move the gas can, like, the little From trailer. One, yeah. That they, yeah. The little so wagon thing. Like they right. had, that's not like they had... Yeah, they did have four gas cans, but they didn't have two separate wagons because the wagons would yeah, hold two gas cans. Yeah, they didn't have double cans. the resources. Yeah, yeah, so it's like they had to load it on that wagon and haul the wagon, you know, 20, 30 feet down to the other pit pit box. So it's just crazy, man. It really was eye-opening. Yeah, and, and for the cup part of the race, we weren't in the pits. We wanted to get them more of the fan experience. We were out in the, in the actual grandstands for the, uh, for the cup race, but... What we found out the night before, talking to a crew chief from one of the smaller teams, we talked to the crew chief, Ryan, with MBM Motorsports, and what did he tell us? That one of his guys hurt their leg or mm-hmm. something. And he was going to have to pit the car. He was going to have to be car chief, crew chief, and pit the car. Yeah. That's nuts, dude. I mean, it, it is absolutely insane. These guys put in so much work. And how often do we see Ryan actually just, like, sit down and not do anything? None. Never. None. That dude was running right. around like crazy. Absolutely. So, being in the pits, I, I, dude, I, I get it. It's an experience that, as a fan, we never got never got to experience before, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Or if it was, it was from a great distance. But being there in the middle of all the action, it was mind-blowing, on the disproportionate resources and attitude from the from the, the teams from based on size. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So another thing we, we we can take away that me you had a discussion about while we're walking around going, oh my god, this is crazy, is the pit boxes. That's correct. The, say the tool that. boxes. Yeah, yeah. You know, it just it's right. so so the pit boxes or toolboxes or whatever you want a reference because they're different boxes. We've seen. You know, for example, and I, I'll keep going back to Vinny's car because we walked past Vinny a lot. His, you know, crew box was mm. like beat to hell, no paint left on it, well used. Then right behind him is Jeb Burton's crew, brand new box, or at least it looked like a brand new box. Yeah. You know, definitely decaled out. Mm. And we've seen that one side of the garage was all these top-tier teams with all this fancy stuff. The other side of the garage, the guys who are like sharing tools and making it work. Yeah. Which totally respect and just crazy how, yeah. how uneven it is in the sport. Yeah, yeah. W- yeah, without a doubt. And then on during race day, during the pit, again, it was like 98 degrees, sun's out like crazy, and what do all the good, like top tier teams have? They have a sunshade above them. Mm-hmm. The lower level teams had no roof whatsoever, sitting out in the sweltering heat, like yeah. just baking. Yeah, that was nasty. Yeah, I can't. And we were in shorts and t-shirts, so I it, feel feel for those guys for sure. Yeah, it, it was rough. I mean, literally, like, 50 laps left. I had to go sit down. I was, like, not feeling good. I was uh, way overheated and well underhydrated. Yeah. So, definitely, I, you know, going into this, I've had so much more respect for the smaller teams. Coming out of it, I had even greater respect for the small teams. And I wish people could see what we've seen to experience that. You really got to give them kudos for the efforts they put into it and, and you know, their re- Results. I think Vinny finished like 23rd. Yeah, that's actually what I was just getting ready to, to state. So speaking of which, uh, he did finish 23rd, yeah. Um, you want to talk a little bit more about the race um, as far as the, the product and on track? Sure, yeah. So, so uh, you know, one is, well, like what do you want to throw out there and we'll kind of go off of that. Uh, I, well, you know, I didn't wasn't know, I didn't know really what to expect from sure, it. Sure, yeah. Uh, being so hot, I knew the track was going to be slick. I was kind of worried that we were going to get like Christopher Bell or somebody out front and just it, maybe be a snoozer. And that wasn't the case at all. It was actually no. a pretty good race. Yeah. Uh, actually ended up quite a few, or I shouldn't say quite a few, but a few uh, tire issues. So Brandon Jones and Christopher Bell both pretty had Pretty much anybody with uh, Gibbs nameplate <laughs> this, weekend. this weekend. Yeah. Yes, it's uh, very true. Um, but ultimately ended up seeing Tyler Reddick uh, take another win, um, which – you know, I was okay with that. I like Tyler. We saw him sure. walking and around quite a bit this weekend. Super nice guy. Yeah. You know who who one person that is 
on a bigger team that really surprised me at how nice they were. Who's that? Justin Allgaier, man. Yeah. That guy was just like, just genuinely like, I was like, hey, Justin, have a good race. He literally stops her and goes, hey, thank you very much. I mean, yeah. the guy was very sincere. And he drives a pretty cool car. We happen to see him pulling at Junior Motorsports. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has a nice little caddy. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, you know, this is, that's just a testament. Like, I honestly, we can't honestly say we met anybody this weekend that was rude or even the slightest off putting. I can't no, really believe, no. like, how nice everybody really so was. So, between Cup and, and Xfinity, how many drivers did we meet? 30? Uh, yeah. I mean, we probably took pictures with a half of that. Yeah. See, that's the thing. We got to a point where we just didn't take, we didn't bug them for pictures anymore. Yeah. But if they were standing there and nobody was. How bothering them, them yeah and, bugging them then we would but it's kind of one of those things where we got to a point where we were fans and we were like in la la land like an excitement and like awe yeah but we got to a point where we try we try to be a professional and respect the drivers we'll talk to them but we don't want to bombard them with a bunch yeah. of pictures for uh, sure so the ones that did give us pictures we appreciated uh we sorry for bugging you you know <laughs> that was the fanboy coming out in us yeah so Quite a few Xfinity drivers, and then we also we found know, the secret to talking to drivers, didn't we? Just post up by the porter potty. Yeah, we we literally were like, "Oh man, it's hot. We're gonna step in the shade. The only shade that we could find to step into was right next to the shitter." <laughs> and li- literally, we met pretty much every Xfinity driver because they all had to take a leak. Yeah, before yeah. the race, so that worked out great. But man, <laughs> but but what did you learn from that? They were all super cool, super nice, bullshitting with us. Don't know who we are, but they're having a, just like they've known us for a while. Yeah. I mean, you had like Timmy Hill, for example. The dude's six foot, whatever. He's huge. Yeah, that's another thing I realized. There's some really tall drivers in Xfinity Series. Austin Sendrick, yeah. Chase Briscoe, Timmy Hill. Those guys are a lot taller than they seem on the television screen. And then you have guys like Tyler Reddick. Yeah. <laughs> that are really short. Yeah. And Al Geyer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was just really cool weekend all around. Uh, but anyways, so we saw Reddick win. Um, good finish for Jeffrey Earnhardt came home yeah, third. third. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't get a chance to talk to Jeffrey, but we did get a, I did get a picture of him like right across the pit wall from him beginning. I don't want to bug him. That's the thing is Jeb was there. You know, uh, Jeffrey was there. A lot of times I didn't want to go and interrupt and say, right. Hey, what's up, man? Right. You know? Right. Um, our buddy Vinny, like you said, came home 23rd. BJ McLeod came home 18th. So, uh, solid, Top 25s for those guys. And, Where did Matt uh, finish? Matt had a little bit rough day, but I think he finished like 25th or something. Uh, Matt he Mills. 26. 26. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so really for he struggled a little bit. He and, and not really his doing. He uh, spun, spun out somebody's oil. T- yeah. yeah, Timmy Hill ended up blowing his engine, and uh, uh, Matt spun in the oil. So yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, and, and those are, that's the big takeaways from the Xfinity series. So, a cool thing, we'll go ahead and kind of talk about briefly here because it's a good segue. So, during the Xfinity Series, you know, Reddick has been sponsored the last couple of races by Tame the Beast. Mm-hmm. So, Tame the Beast is a sponsor I really don't know a lot about. Do you know a lot about them? I didn't, know. I just know they were kind of like a male hair care grooming company or like something. Like Suave or Old Spice or something yeah. like that. Would be my guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know enough about them. So, what I did, I sent uh from our wrecking racing email i sent them an email saying hey you know what for our fans that don't maybe don't know who you are or what you offer you let us let us experience some of your products we can talk about on the show mm-hmm. and they said hell yeah man let's do it you know not in those act words but they were prompt on response yeah the very next day and they they sent us a decent amount of stuff so uh it's actually it's traveling here at the moment i got tracking info on it not too long ago uh, so they're going to be sending us some stuff to try. So we're going to divvy it up between me and Lugs. And if they have a product we can't use, like beard oil or something, we'll find somebody <laughs> else to help us out. And then we'll let you guys know how it is. You know, and we'll be we'll be you know truthful, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but we want to make sure we take the time to honor the sponsors that are taking a chance with our sport. Yeah, absolutely. If we don't have those sponsors, we don't have a product to watch. Right. Now, Mike Joy thinks that if we don't have TV, we don't have a product to watch. Technically, the, the sponsors is what helps get it to the TV portion. Right, right. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's really cool that they were so responsive and willing to participate. So thanks to them, and we'll definitely let you guys know what we get and post some photos, stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what is... Probably uh, have that for next week's episode, I would say. I w- yeah, but I don't think we'll have it used up by then to really fully get a good grasp yeah. of it. 
Um, so I would say probably two episodes or so before we really get some good feedback. Now, before we switch over to cup stuff uh, from the race and our weekend, any other takeaways from the Xfinity or anything else you noticed? Um, no, nothing that's really jumping out at me that I can recall. Okay. Fans, if you ever get a chance for garage passes, find a way to get them, to use them. One of the best experiences of my life. It was super awesome. Yeah. All right. So or we'll, even do the pre pre pit road yeah. pass thing. I mean, How many people do we you. meet that we're doing that? Yeah, you know, exactly. Ton of them. Ton of them. Yep. Uh, it definitely worth the money to at least experience it once. Uh, so moving on to Cup, uh, what what kind of um, well, I mean, obviously we know Truex won, mm-hmm. uh, but I was actually pleasantly surprised about the product we had. Dude, yeah, I was actually going into the weekend. I was upbeat about it and positive and obviously was excited to be there but part of me was a little bit worried and reluctant to think that maybe it was going to be like last year's coke 600 yeah i mean let's face it some of the this coke 600s we've seen in the past have been last particularly the last two or three yeah i mean last year kyle bush led a ton of laps and it was pretty much snooze or the year before that true x won led all laps except for eight on his way to victory it's kind of scary we we're going to have that but i can honestly say in recent memory, that's the best Coke 600 I've been I've watched. Yeah, exactly. So at one point, it's like, man, Truex has a great car. Oh, he hit the wall leading. Oh man, Keselowski's gonna be the car to beat. Oh, here's here, here comes Truex up to the field again. Oh, I said Kyle Busch. Where the hell he's coming from? Oh my god. Oh, Chase Hendrick Motorsports. Oh right. my god. So Byron was out front for a while. Yeah, Chase showed some strength. Uh, Kozlowski was up. There. I mean, you just had a diverse yeah, field. Yeah, absolutely. Bush was up Towards there. the end, you had Blaney and, and Logano. Logano came out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah, so it was just a very good race. Um, Johnson was running top five for a long time. Yeah. Or, you know, top seven at least. Johnson was showing some power. Hendrick, I mean, they were just like, you didn't know it was going to be Penske, Gibbs, Stuart Haas, Hendrick. I mean, you had so many crews that were right. just doing phenomenal. Right. And... Uh, viewership is up too as well. Eight percent is what I seen. I actually seen a couple different numbers, but about eight percent. Actually, yeah, they actually revised it. It's up to thirteen percent now. I Holy saw today. smokes! Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, so let's talk about that. Fans, what was your thoughts on the amount of fans in the stands? Me I was, personally, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, your person, uh, yeah, yeah. I well, in our section was a little. I wouldn't say sparse, but there were some open sections, but it Over, looked like it was pretty healthy. Yeah, overall, what's your guess? 85, 90% full? I would say 85, yeah. Yeah, so we went to go, we actually didn't even have tickets for the race. Yeah. So we went at the last second to the window, so hey, we need tickets for tonight. And the dude's like, uh, we're like, oh shit. Sold out? He's like, nope, but get in there. So it wasn't sold out. Uh, but it, it was close, and I would say probably I would say my guess is probably close to ninety percent capacity. And how many how many tickets were sold that people didn't show up? Yeah. It's too damn hot or whatever. You know? right. And how many people? This is what pisses me off, man. Is and you know you witnessed it, so give me your opinion. But hundred laps to go, people were freaking leaving. Yeah, no kidding. Hundred like, laps, it's good a race too. Hundred laps, it's a hell of a race. And hundred laps, anything can happen, yeah. and it did happen it, exactly. So why the hell do you, exactly. as a race fan, spend? 50, 7,500, maybe more than that. The section we were in, I think the base rate was like $100. Right at $100, bucks, yeah. So why are you going to spend that? And, and you know, there were groups of people, you know, two, three, four, five people. So you're looking at two, three, four hundred dollars $400, right? Yeah. Why are you going to spend that money and then leave Yeah. with so much rate? I get it if it's a snooze fest and the driver's got an eight-second lead sure, with 15 like to go. Sure, no lead change. But the thing is, there's... Every restart was action exactly, and lead changes. Exactly, man. So I don't get that. I don't get that. Why? We had a lot of restarts because we had a lot of people sliding, hitting the wall. Yeah, a lot it of was, cautions. Yeah. Typically, we don't see at uh, the Coke 600. Yeah, so, so pretty much, just like the Xfinity race, all the Gibbs car had had tire issues again. Yeah. We had Matt D. D- Burrito hit the wall. We had Truex hit the wall. We had Jones. Hamlin had multiple. We had Jones took his car out. Kyle yeah. had issues from here and there not nothing major but had a couple things here and there right right so yeah i mean kudos to truex for being able to come back after that incident um i know he's got bailey curry to thank for a little bit of that yeah. <laughs> which i don't know if you've read any of that online people are saying truex, truex hammered for that yeah truex, 
have you seen the replay? I have. What's your thoughts? It's hard, man. It's. I think you did it. I I I looked at it. Here's the deal. You clearly see Bailey get up out of the way. Clearly see it. He goes in a corner. He goes high and let Truex around. And that's what he said was like, no one knows except for Martin, right? Mm-hmm. No one knows if he did it on purpose or not. But I could see it being a racing deal. But I can also see. I mean, thing is, any any time you know, anytime you put your car in that side type of position, like you're risking yourself. You're risking damaging your car, right? How easy it would be to cave in the nose or a fender or get yeah. a tire rub like that just seems a little too risky so the pessimistic side of me says it was an accident by truex he didn't mean to do it but then watching the video i'm like it's hard. <laughs> yeah exa- yeah exactly exactly it's kind of hard to mm. so essentially what happened is truex is going to the corner bailey is above him and come out of the corner truex just slides up mm-hmm. and just taps him enough to send him around. And I feel bad for Bailey because his car wasn't bad. Yeah, and poor Rick Ware. We know yeah. they struggle with funding and sponsorship, sure. so that probably hit them in the pocketbook. You know, too. another crazy thing talking about the smaller teams and stuff, where was Rick Ware's cars being worked on that? <laughs> um, basically wide up in the middle of the parking lot. With the jacks. Yeah. With floor jacks. Jack stands, yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not in the shop getting worked on a jack stand. They're literally out like by the trailer in the parking lot getting worked on. Again, it's it just the amount of like what these little teams don't get the appreciation they deserve. Um uh, other notables other topics? Man, it was there was so much going on. So a couple I have a couple notes here. Uh so Chris Busher finished sixth, Corey LaJoy twelfth, Matt Tift. 20th yeah that's awesome hendrick hendrick had all four of their cars in the top 10 first time since texas of 2016 wow bowman's fourth fourth top 10 in a row so didn't keselowski make comments last week about right now hendrick's the best team yeah yeah he did they may not be getting the wins but they're right there contending and I know you were a little hesitant, not last week when we were, because we did last week from the road, but the week before, you said you didn't see Bowman winning a race. Right. Any change after seeing performance in the All-Star Coke 600? So I, I, I've been thinking about it. I still don't see him coming through for a win. I see him being competitive and maybe having a chance. I just can't see them breaking through and getting that win. Yeah, gotcha. But I mean, I, I put it this way: I wouldn't be shocked if he did, though, because he's showing. I mean, the guy literally Being went consistent. from yeah, the guy literally went from honor performing to all of a sudden, wow, where where did this come from? Right, you know, right. It, it's a confidence. It's all a lot of mental stuff, right? And I mean, you know, he's got some speed. I couldn't beat him in the challenge at Hendrick Motorsports. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> well, <laughs> neither one of us could compete a, complete a damn lap, pretty much. So, uh, Gasman and I, we both had a little bit of a challenge this weekend. So, there's two different iRacing festivities going on. I'll talk about the first one, and then Gasman sure, can talk about sure. the second one. So, sure. we went to Hendrick Motorsports. I think it was Thursday, our first day there, I believe. We headed to Hendrick yes, Motorsports. Yes. And Thursday was kind of the slow day as far as, I think, the race shops. There wasn't a whole lot of traffic yet to those. I think most people probably got in Friday and Saturday. It was actually pretty peaceful going to the shops. Yeah, so we got there, and what was it? Lumar? Is that what Lumar, it's called? Lumar, yeah. L-L-U-M-A-R. Lumar. So they're sponsor of Bowman. Uh, they have been this year and last year, mm-hmm. I believe. And uh, so they do window tinting on automotive vehicles and I think vinyl wrap, stuff like that. But anyways, they had a little rig set up there. And... Uh, it was iRacing. It was a full-blown simulation Simulation, race. yeah. iRacing was the game, and then you had, like, a, a Fnatic 920 steering wheel pedals, and then it was on this rig that moved. Like, it had, like, shocks on it that was, yeah. like, hydraulics. That yeah, was, so the employee said that that setup is around thirty grand, and it's what the actual Hendrick Motorsports drivers use to test with. Yes. Well, we've talked yes. about it before. We play iRacing. I think... I would say I'm a pretty decent driver. I say at you're really good. I was shocked how much you sucked. And <laughs> it really just blew my mind how hard it was. So you get, you get the exact same game engine and everything, but this rig it, it's simulated crazy. the G force. Yeah, when you went up on the banking, the freaking thing went sideways. But somehow like, yeah. it simulated. It wasn't just oh your seat pivoted, you know, 
25 degrees. It somehow it simulated the G forces because the car did not feel the same yeah. when you went into the corner as it does when you're playing it. You know, it was so touchy. It was it was crazy, man. Yeah, I barely finished lap. I ran like a 31. Okay, so you did finish lap, but how many times did you try to actually get to that lap finish? My third try. Yeah, I never did complete a lap. I would go and I would spin out every single time. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, so if you, they posted Bowman's time that he got on the exact same rig. It was a 29.6, and if you, or wait, it was a 29.8, maybe 29.9. It was somewhere around there, upper half. It was like a 29.9. Yeah. So if you beat that, you got into a raffle to win an Alex Bowman autographed diecast. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, man, I can, I can yeah. at least get close, get close. to his time. Yeah. I, I no. had confidence in you, not me, but no. in you. I yeah. So I posted like a 31.6, 31.060, and prior to us doing it. I guess there was some like fourteen year old kid that came in yeah, there, so laid we, down a twenty nine yeah. four. Yeah, so we tried it. Then we went inside and walked around Hendrick Shop, whatever. Come back out, and they're like, "This kid just blew the fucking doors off this thing." <laughs> yeah, twenty nine four. He beat Bowman's time by half a second. It's I'm crazy. Just like, Good yeah. lord, someone needs to put that kid in a car or something. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So I mean the people are great about letting us try it. and so like, it was a fun time, man. Yeah, yeah. Really fun time. I would like to have one of those simulators, although it's like I've raced so much on my setup here at my house, like it would take it would be like a whole relearning process of of doing it with that again. Yeah, I I it's good, dude, it's crazy. I was shocked. I was amazed on one how awesome that simulator was, but how shitty that simulator was because it pissed me off. <laughs> Because it's like throwing you around and stuff. It yeah. was definitely not what you expect. You uh, know, my simulator I have at home is my laptop on top of a little two by four thing I built to sit, like to hold my laptop and yeah. my pedals. And then I have a camping chair I use as my chair because it sits me down low and I feel like I'm in a car. <laughs> yeah, nothing so, like that. So that was at Hendrick. So tell yeah. us about the other uh, simulation experience we had at so, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so it was Sunday. <laughs> We went to the Hall of Fame on Sunday morning. And, you know, check it out. It's a really nice place. But they have seven cars set up with two you know, driver's side, passenger side simulators set up. And it's it's like what we're more used to. It's just chairs and then like a you know computer screen and a steering wheel and stuff and, and, you know, foot pedals. So, actually, I had faith that we were going to do really well in that, right? I mean, I was looking and we around. Did, we, we did. Yeah, we did. I mean, we were, I'm looking around, though, and we have like – you know, a couple of women wearing high heels and a couple of parents, a couple of kids. That's who I was worried about was the kids. You know, they can't handle this shit, right? <laughs> so we're going to take them out. And But anyway, so one, it started off my freaking time bad is that the car that we drew. And we drew Kyle Busch's Kyle Busch, car. Yeah. So a little <laughs> pr- context to it before we got in there. Again, it's iRacing engine. So... Yeah. They start you, you're on the front stretch, kind of like diagonally parked. Yeah, like if you had a red flag. Yeah. You just yeah. kind of parked it. And yeah. so you have to press on the gas, and they tell you to shift twice to get into to second, second gear, gear. Yeah. and to wait and then follow the pace car, right? Yeah. So not hard. No, it's not hard. Simple, simple instruction. So as soon as it starts, you put your foot on the brake, hit the, hit the, the, uh, well, the shifter twice, yep. second gear. Then you go, you shift two more times, you get in fourth gear, and then you just follow the pace car until green flag. Yeah. Pretty simple instructions. Yeah. Yeah. Those stupid mother blinkers. <laughs> so we don't, we, we just don't... get pulled out of the line to start making our rotation around the track. And out of, like, literally right before we go to green, <laughs> this car turns around and hits us head or hits me head on. So I had to start the race going into the pits and going basically a lap down. I was coming out of the pits as they were taking the green flag. <laughs> yeah. And then somebody was going backwards. They went backwards around the track. Somebody else was doing donuts. I'm like, what are you, why are you guys? We, we literally were in line for 15 minutes to play this game. Why why wait, why waste our time, their time? Yeah, why did you just spend 15 minutes in line to just sit here and do donuts and ruin everybody's day? Yeah, the only fun thing was is that I started off, there's only 14 of us. I started off 14th place. First lap, I was 8th place. When I, like, two laps to go, I'm in third place, and I get a message, leader is pitting. 
come find out that was Lux. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because so, some freaking dumbass yeah. crashed and just sat in the middle of the track, and I couldn't get around him, so I got collected in it. Yeah. And I so had anyway, I finished second. I think you finished like third or yeah. something. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, what a nightmare. What a bunch of dumbasses. Yeah. Luckily, I, I think the guy that went backwards on the track got kicked out. I hope so. Like kicked out of the game. I, you should I, be I never, kicked out of the Hall of Fame. Saw. Yeah. Punk. I, so, I think it was like Kyle Larson's car that, that turned around and yeah, came and hit, it was. And hit me head on. It was. I'm not trying to say anything here, but those women wearing high heels or whatever is the one that got that damn car. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure our car that we were sitting in matched the car we were racing on the track. Yeah, it did. I'm pretty sure it did too. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm looking at them. I could just scream at them, but I'm a gentleman. I think you were in the black, like the Eminem's. I just, I have no idea. I know I was in the Eminem's car. I just didn't know which one I was in. Yeah. Were you in the green one? Yeah. I think so. Mm -hmm. But, anyways, it was, it was, I guess, fun. I enjoyed, obviously, the Hendrick one better, but, you know, now I just want to spend 30 grand on a rig. (laughs) We'll go for that. Which I know, hey, if I can do that and be good, then I know I can drive a real stock car, but I'll never get that opportunity. So I'm not going to spend 30, 30 Now, grand. if you're 20 and you're able to do that, you have a chance at potential. Even then, it's like be nearly impossible. <laughs> yeah, but you can't get on to one of the eSports yeah, I will. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll just stick trying to get into the levels of the iRacing yeah. nationals, which probably Peak will never series. happen either. But Well, you're trying. a lot closer than I am. Actually, I haven't played in like two weeks. I need to get back into it. So, yeah, you do. Yep. Uh, let me go through my notes here. Uh, so, a couple other things that happened through the race itself was some action. Uh, one, we've seen uh, Bush and Stenthouse kind of get into it a little bit. So, Bush kind of like Stenthouse was you know, racing them pretty tight. Bush kind of went up the track, tried to push him towards the wall. Mm-hmm. Later in the race, Stenthouse tried to come back, and he was he's he also mentioned. On about about sending yeah. sending Bush into tell people in the first set of the grandstands to watch out. Yeah, and then let's talk about melodramatic Kyle Bush. <laughs> How many times do we hear "God Bless America" on the scanner? We had we had this one of those racing electronic scanners yeah. to listen into. And at one point, he put his reg- resignation in with Joe. Yeah, Gibbs. Joe, I can't do this anymore, Joe. I I, I give my resignation. Yeah. He's so melodramatic. At this point, I think he's just baiting people. Like, he's trying to be as far as outlandish as he can just to piss people off. Yeah. I don't know. And then you have his teammate, Truex, which we already talked about the whole Bailey Curry incident. What about the whole David Reagan incident? (laughs) So, yeah, a little context there. Reagan, on the last yellow flag that came out, Reagan stayed out. He didn't have any tires left. Didn't have any tires left. So he stayed out, yeah. Um Newman came in, took two tires. Everybody else took four. So you had Newman and Reagan on the front row. And Truex's response after getting caught back up to the pace car and everything was, is Reagan going to yield to us? Basically, yeah. like, let can us... He, can you ask the 38 to get out of our way? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. And the, the spotter or the crew chief is basically like, I told him to go F themselves. Which, good. Good for him for saying that. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a shitty thing to ask. It's, it's kind of pompous. Yeah. It's kind of pompous. And, and the whole situation with with, with Bailey and then that, he just gives off a persona of like, man, he's kind of pompous. What Did he say something about Brad spinning too? A question? Oh, yeah. Was? Yes, he did. So there at the end, Brad spun out. Like he, got, he lost a tire. Then you see his car wiggling. He spins out. And someone asked Truex, it may have been Bob Pockras, asked Truex after the hey, race. Hey, look, it's Bob Pockras. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole different conversation there, Lugs. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, so it's actually talking about Bob Potgrass and and Keselowski. It's funny because we've seen Bob and Keselowski at Penske Motorsports. Anyway, uh, so Bob asked Truex about the whole Bailey Curry incident. He just gets defensive and is like, well, once you ask Brad about spinning out, that was kind of convenient, wasn't it? <laughs> so he was kind of like deflecting his situation yeah. was basically saying that Keselowski spun out on purpose to help Logano and Blaney. Which, Keselowski literally had a flat tire. Yeah. How are you going to fake that? And he had, like, you could see the damage from the all over the, I mean, the car. It's like, not how are you going to plan that? You can't make that happen. Yeah, exactly. It's just, again, it's kind of like, really, dude? Just calm down a little bit. What other kind of takeaways and stuff do you have? I mean, it was an awesome time, an awesome race. The race was did not disappoint. Yeah, the race did um, not disappoint. honestly, I really kind of hit on everything that I have noted here. 
but you know, again, just a fantastic race. Really glad we got to experience it. Even our uh, luck getting out of the parking lot was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, that's true. So that was pure luck. Lucked out. We parked way, 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 way yeah. away from the Gas track. Gasman does not like to walk that much, by the way. And we caught a shuttle from where we parked up to the track, but obviously. When you leave the track, if you've never been to one, it's, it's complete chaos, chaos yeah. and you pretty much got to walk wherever it is you're going. And uh, so we walked about 30 miles to our vehicle. <laughs> and, no no uh, exaggeration there. So it was a it was a parking lot that looked to be basically fenced off with only mm-hmm. one way in, mm-hmm. one way out. But yeah. uh, old Gasman here, he saw a little escape route in the back where um, it was like the World of Outlaw yeah. semis come in, I guess, basically. Yeah. But they had a I don't even know what was piled up right there where you couldn't really see yeah. it. But um, we saw a couple people sneak out of there. We're like, hell yeah, let's follow these guys. And literally, I would say that probably saved us at least an hour. Yeah, absolutely. We, we pretty got much out, got out of there. No traffic went straight up to the line to get out. And yeah, so we definitely looked we out We never there. really even stopped. We slowed down on you know, getting out, but we actually never had to come to a stop and wait. Yeah. We spent more time walking, I think, to the oh, car it, than we easily. did driving home. Easily, yeah. We actually left the track. We left our seats at midnight. We got to the car. I'm sorry. We got to the car at midnight, and Eastern we were time, at yeah. our hotel laying down by 12:30. Yeah. It couldn't. I mean, our, and it's not like our hotel was next to the track. It mm-hmm. wasn't. No, we had what 10, 15 minute drive. Yeah, probably, easily. So. Um, Definitely awesome. Uh, and one last note I have is Hamlin finished 17th. It is now his fourth. Race in a row where you finish 16th or worse. Ooh, you better watch out for Christopher Bell. <laughs> I'm sure he's safe this year. He won the 500. Dude, if there's anything I know about NASCAR rides, no, nobody's nothing's, safe, man. Yeah, nothing's given. I mean, seriously. I don't think that buys him any uh, a seat. Do you? <laughs> no, I, I think you're right. I if don't anything, so. FedEx. FedEx, for whatever reason, oh, true. loves him. Yeah, true. That, that could be a saving grace. Yeah. Um... It seemed like there was something. Oh, we got to go through points yet. Okay. Our picks and points. Well, let's talk about news real quick, then we'll do points. Okay. Finish it off. Does that work? Yep. Because I don't have a lot of news. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you know, one thing is that... I got to think about my picks, so... Okay, so, uh, yeah, I haven't even thought about mine either, so... Uh, anyway, on the way driving down, we did our last podcast as we're driving, and breaking news happened. I said, we're going to get to it, and we completely did not get to it. It was uh, the Hall of Fame nomination, so it's mm. basically led by uh, Bobby Labonte and Smoke. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, also, then, Gib- Joe Gibbs. Yeah, so it's like a it's like a big Gibbs reunion, and then uh, Wendell uh, Waddell or something like mm. that. I can't remember now, so I apologize. Uh, so anyway, uh, you know, congratulations to all the Hall of Fame nominees or all the Hall of Fame inductees, I should say, uh, and great for them. And the last thing I had for you, Lugs, um, is also during that trip, it was announced that NASCAR is going to buy all the remaining stocks for ISC, which is potentially frees up any kind of schedule changes they want to make all on their own. That's what they're pushing to everybody. But there is actually a, another side of this that some people talked about and some people didn't. Oh. If they own all the stock to that, mm-hmm. they now no longer have to publicly announce attendance, revenue, all that stuff. Which they've already quit announcing purses. Yeah, exactly. Payouts, so this so. allows them more flexibility with not announcing stuff that could potentially hurt them or, you know, violate their persona a little bit. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, Newman's paint scheme that came out today. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. The Toyota truck scheme. Mm. <laughs> I don't think that's what they're going for, but yeah. I, yeah, I don't think so either. It's funny because on Twitter a guy posted, oh, you know, they're like an Baja truck or something. They're going back to the old Toyota dominant truck paint scheme you're like no no no. it's supposed to be mark martin's paint scheme just the oscar meyer colors but did you see the picture of the truck that it I, did look very similar it looked like a lot yeah. like it man yeah. if, you, if you don't know what i'm talking about go to our twitter it's on our twitter yeah um okay so we'll get into uh talk about pocono picks here in just a second i'm gonna run through the points get around uh, through the points the points fun, that fun, i'm gonna fun. reflect today is gonna include <laughs> if you picked um you know, a winner for the All-Star Open and the All-Star Race itself, which nobody picked Larson for winning the overall All-Star. Yeah. We didn't talk about this last week, so 
those of you that did pick one of the winter opens, you did get your five points added into your totals today. So uh, we'll just start here with picks. I have from... not heard the the points yet, so I'm a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie. I yeah. think my lead might be gone because I had a really shitty. Uh... Showing this weekend? <laughs> I, yeah, a few of us did, uh, me included. But So you had Kozlowski and Boyer yeah, this weekend, yeah. so you scored 51 points. I had Harvick and Larson. I went with the one and two finishers from the uh, All-Star race, and that bit me. I got 45 points because Larson went... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep my mouth shut because yeah. uh, he wrecked. And then Jeff Stainhook, Kevin Harvick, and Kurt Busch bringing home 57 points. Uh, Joseph Adams had Bowman and Harvick. Healthy points scoring here for him. Uh, he scored 82 points from Damn, the Cook 600 son. as well as five points for uh, picking Larson to win the Open. Damn. Uh, John Elliott. He had Elliott, Chase Elliott, and Eric Jones. He ooh, scored 56 ooh, points. Ooh. One of those are really good. How many points did Jones get him? One point. So Chase got him 55 points and Jones got him one point? Yes. Oh, man. He has such a potential for a good day, too. And That's then, uh, But also, Elliot, John Elliott had um, Byron as a pick for the Open, so he got another five points there. Okay. Uh, Daniel Cameron had Harvick and Suarez. Uh, scored 57 points. He also had Larson picked for one of the Opens. And Eddie Greer had uh, Trix and Kyle for the mm. Coke 600. Mm. Very good mm. points day. I think actually he sets the record for the amount of points earned. Wow. 111 points. Holy crap. 111 so points, So, Eddie, Eddie, you were kind of behind. That may have helped you out, brother. That sounds pretty damn good. Yeah. Holy yeah. smokes. Uh, and then Jessica Mueller had Harvick and Kyle Busch. No, she didn't. Scoring 90, no, she didn't. 97 points. Which, you know, when we were sitting at the track, we were listening to Kyle, and he had that issue with his brother, Kurt, Kurt Kurt's and fine. the stuff yeah. with Stenhouse. And we thought, man, this is the end. Yeah. It's not going to get any points. Yeah, and he I'm, even I'm, said, my car's killed. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Uh, so we're now on Snapchat. If you did not know, see him or post. Uh, so anyway, Jessica Mueller follows us on Snapchat. So I did send her a snap saying "ha ha ha." <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, that's no, that's karma. my fault. Yeah, that's I know, exactly. karma. I know. That's your fault. Yes. Uh, so rundown points totals. Jessica Mueller takes the lead. Oh, well, the great thing is I don't think she listens to the show, so she would never know. <laughs> okay, we'll say <laughs> she's last then. Uh, but she is. Leading with 927 points. Oh, oh, I got it. Oh, you got to write them yeah. down. You got to write <laughs> yeah, them down. I got two. All right, 927. Okay. You got a little some points to make up, my man. You slipped to second, 896. Oh, no, that's BS. I think you miscalculated. Did you give me my five extra points? I did. Uh, uh, Joseph Adams, hot on your trail, 868. <sighs> Jeff Stainhook, fourth place, 865. Oh, man, those two are close. Daniel Cameron, fifth place, 827. All right. I have slipped to oh, sixth God. place. My downfall continues, 816. Ouch. John Elliott, 801 and seventh. And Eddie made a healthy uh, bit of ground up here. Uh, eighth place still, but 628 points. So he did gain. For missing like four races, it's pretty good. Yeah, he did gain. Uh, quite a quite a bit of points there on a few of us. <laughs> so this week we had the Pocono. Oh gosh, is it all three series uh, or just Xfinity and Cup? I don't uh, I can't remember if Truck is there or not, but I know Xfinity and Cup is there. Um, while you're looking that up, I'll go ahead and make my my picks. I'm gonna go with. I guarantee I can pick one of them. Just because you're a Blaney fanboy. Damn you. Why did you say that? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. You saw my paper. I did not see your paper. But what's funny, I was going to choose Blaney as one as well. Well, I'm going with Blaney because he won this race in 2017, and I got my picture with him over the weekend. Well, yeah, we both did. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. And Bowman and a bunch of other people. Um, And also, second pick, Kyle Busch. So those I, are my picks. Blaney yeah, and Kyle Busch. I think that's a healthy pick. Who you got? 
So I have I let me write this down. So I was gonna go with Blaney as well, just because if Penske's been doing so well and Blaney's had some good showings at Poco. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was thinking about going with Kozlowski again, but I feel like he burned me last week, so I'm changing it to Blaney, although that's usually going to bite me in the ass as well. <laughs> we'll go down together. Yeah, exactly. And my next one, because Hendrick's showing such great speed, I'm going to go with Chase. So Chase and Blaney. All right. The two young'uns. Two young'uns going to put it on the old two people. Two besties, yeah. All right. Well, anything else to close up? No. I, uh, I appreciate you guys listening to us again. Uh Never hesitate to reach out to us, wreckingracing at gmail.com. Say hi, talk to us, let us know what's going on. Big thanks to Vinny Miller and BJ McLeod. Go give them a follow and uh, follow them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. BJ, we how many times have we run into BJ? A ton. <laughs> yeah, BJ is like the, one of the oh, nicest guys ever. And Ross Chastain. Yes, Ross Chastain as well. Yeah, so... I did. I, I, I'm going to say it right now. I feel bad in case Ross listens to the show. I do feel bad because I kind of gave him shit about ghosting us that one time. And bottom line is, I doubt that he even knew like he that even happened. I'm sure things came up. Yeah. And he just goes off with his PR. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, hopefully we get Ross on again sometime. Uh, but we koozie. did talk to him a couple times. You did, yes, he he seemed really sincere when he said thanks for that koozie. Yeah, <laughs> like it was made of gold. Yeah. I mean, he, that's the thing is that, dude, just look at his smile. Does that make your heart melt? <laughs> Ross is yeah. Smiling. He just he's man. They're all such nice guys. So yeah, we uh, I gave uh, Ross a little shit that one day about ghosting us, whatever. And he seemed confused, but anyway, he went along with it, whatever. Super nice guy. And then we seen him and BJ again the very next day, and uh, I'm having a conversation with BJ, and the next thing you know, here's koozies getting put in their face. <laughs> My looks, hey, here's our koozies. I didn't do like that. <laughs> Not like that. No, I'm kidding. But it was nice having a conversation with BJ. Just you know, it's funny because they're doing an autograph session. Nobody was around, so we just sat there and just bullshitted with them. Yeah, I was asking BJ about the skull racing, how that came about, and he was telling me the story how that all came about and whatnot. Bottom line is, guys, go follow these drivers. They're on smaller teams, but you have to respect what they do for the sport. I had become such a BJ McLeod fan. With, you know, I talked to before about the shirt I got, and just the way he, how nice he's been. Just super nice. Dude, so. you probably could have worked on the car if you. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I wore, wore my shirt, I could have. that yeah. jersey shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was actually a crew shirt. Yeah. yeah I would have fit right in. fit right in, man. It looked this is exactly what they were wearing. <laughs> yeah. So I could have wore that and just started going messing with the car. Maybe I maybe would have made it faster. I don't know. Probably maybe. not. Maybe. Probably not. So, anyway, as always, folks, it's been a great time. We will talk to you next week. And the check and flag waves on this episode. Tune in next week to keep updated on all things NASCAR. Please like us on iTunes and follow us on Podbean. We'd like to hear from you, so reach out to us too at wreckingandracing at gmail.com. Thanks again and see you soon.